Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, August 31st, 2017. Uh, like probably most people here, I've been watching the hurricane in Texas, the devastation. I just, before I started this uh, news and views, I just heard on the radio a report that the economic impact of Hurricane Harvey on the American economy will be about $190 billion. That's 1% of the American gross domestic product, so a rather significant storm. But as you know, I also yesterday blogged about the hypothesis that we might be watching a bit of weaponized weather, and I hate to say that because the people in Texas obviously are suffering tremendously. There have been evacuations from hospitals. Drinking water isn't available. It's just a first-class mess. And several people, as I speculated, pointed out that Texas, of course, started the Bullion Depository and another of uh, other things that wouldn't be terribly pleasing to Mr. Global. And as this is going on, another story appeared. It may have even fallen completely off the radar because of what's going on in Texas, but I think it's related, possibly. Uh, I'll share my high-octane speculation with you, and you can tell me what you think. This is a very, very bizarre story. At first, I thought, no, it can't be, and I read the story, and sure enough, they're serious. The story's titled, NASA Proposes $3.5 Billion Plan to Puncture the Yellowstone Supervolcano and, quote, save the world, unquote. This was um, published on August 28, 2017. It's an article by Brianna Acuesta, all right? And I'm going to read just a few paragraphs here because I, again, in my high-octane speculation, I'm becoming increasingly concerned about geoengineering and what these nutty people running the Western world might be up to. All right, here we go. NASA tasked the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Now, note that one right off the bat. NASA's tasking the Jet Propulsion Laboratory which, as we all know, if you've been following that story over the years, that's been the center of controversy about photographs from Mars going all the way back to the 1980s uh, when Richard Hoagland first published his book, The Monuments of Mars. It's been the focus of attention of cover-up and conspiracy theories since that time, and there is quite a bit of prima facie evidence to suggest that there is something weird going on at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory not the least of which is, of course, that Jack Parsons, its founder, was heavily involved in the occult. All right, so once again, NASA tasked the Jet Propulsion Laboratory with developing a plan to prevent the eruption of Yellowstone National Park supervolcano after the group determined that the volcano was a pressing issue that needed to be dealt with. I was a member of the NASA Advisory Council on Planetary Defense, which studied ways for NASA to defend the planet from asteroids and comets, said Brian Wilcox of Jet Propulsion Laboratory at the California Institute of Technology. I came to the conclusion during that study 
that super volcano, the super volcano threat is substantially greater than the asteroid or comet threat. Yellowstone National Park is located in the United States, and it's one of 20 supervolcanoes around the world that poses the risk of erupting. Major eruptions occur about once every 100,000 years. If it were to erupt, it would cause a collapse in agriculture, economic systems, food availability, and deaths in the millions, all of which would impact the entire world. Of course, they always give these apocalyptic predictions. The biggest threat would be starvation, as the U.S. is a major food producer whose terrain and environment would be destroyed by the eruption and the volcanic winter would spread across the planet and prevent other countries from properly growing crops. And again, the apocalyptic predictions. All of these reasons have led NASA, listen to this now, after all of that, we get this, have led NASA to develop a plan <coughs> that would cost $3.5 billion and take many years in order to prevent the supervolcano from erupting at all. Supervolcanoes consist of collapsed crust that house hot magma spanning hundreds of thousands or thousands of square miles. They erupt once the magma below heats to a certain temperature, and there are really only two possible ways that humans can prevent the magma from heating up so much. One method the agency considered was adding a constant flow of water to the magma chamber by causing the chamber to release 35% more heat than it already does. Or if you're like me, you're thinking, gee, if we're going to try and stop a supervolcano from erupting, maybe the last thing you want to do is add a lot of superheated steam pressure to, to you know, which could be deadly in and of itself if it were to erupt to people in and around the environment. So, uh, you know, scheme one here to me, folks, just on my kind of wild, high-octane uh, speculation mode, sounds more like it's designed to help the volcano erupt <laughs> rather than the reverse. Okay, which brings us to proposal number two. Listen to this, quote, Instead, NASA turned to another plan that involved drilling into the magma chamber to force it to release more heat, then pumping water in and out to bring out even more heat. Since drilling from the top of the chamber poses a serious risk of causing an eruption, it's kind of like puncturing a balloon, folks, the scientists plan to drill into the lower sides in order to accomplish this goal. Although it's a costly plan, NASA says that this project could potentially be a huge investment for clean energy companies. Now, again, if that's solution number two, and you're puncturing the balloon from the top, and that might cause an, an, an eruption, what's the difference if you poke the balloon on the side? That's their plans, folks. Um, so anyway, let me finish the article, and then I'll give you my high-octane speculation. I read this in absolute, <laughs> in absolute disbelief. Of course, at this point, the plan is only a proposal and would take a very long time to complete. Cooling down Yellowstone supervolcano using this method would occur at a slow rate of one meter per year, meaning that no one that developed this plan would live to see the results. Okay, now, wait a minute here, folks. 
NASA, you'll notice, has not done any study about the planetary effects of cooling one volcano here. Let's remember volcanoes are probably open systems and connected to vast networks of magma and so on underneath our feet. So if you plug a volcano here, wouldn't that perhaps have a systemic effect on other volcanoes around the planet? That's problem number one. Decrease the pressure here, increase it somewhere else. That's problem number one. But the two things I pointed out here, there are two methods that they're proposing, suggest to my mind exactly the opposite, which brings me to Hurricane Harvey, okay, and all of the high-octane speculation that people have been advancing since I proposed uh, in yesterday's blog that this might be a bit of weaponized weather for whatever reason. Um, what I want to point out about this article is something so obvious that it might have been missed, and that is that, number one, NASA is in the geoengineering business, and number two, they're willing to risk an extraordinary degree of chaos and catastrophe in order, in their minds, to prevent an even bigger one, all right? Now, number three, if a space agency is proposing doing something about alleviating a volcano by drilling into it, in other words, you know, this is kind of like draining pus from a boil, in their, in their opinion, I have to wonder if they're talking about conventional means of doing so. After all, you're going to have to go way down into the crust, possibly even to a certain depth in the mantle itself, and that would imply some non-conventional drilling tools. So I'm wondering also if we're not looking at here a veiled warning that there are capabilities in space that they are not officially revealing, and yet this is a way of sending messages. We can cause systemic disruption around the planet with this capability. Uh, given the fact that this is something coming out during Hurricane Harvey, I think may be significant in this regard. So in other words, they're willing to risk an enormous eruption in order to prevent something else. They're willing to cause, by their own estimation, an apocalyptic disaster or on a small scale in order to prevent a bigger one. This is big news, folks. I suggest that there's something else going on behind this story. And if you've got the capability to do this, if you can seriously talk about geoengineering on that scale, you can also talk about geoengineering the weather. This is what I find so frightening about this. I'm viewing this and the Harvey disaster whole. I realize that's uh, high-octane speculation, but increasingly this geoengineering theme, a lot of researchers out there in the alternative community have been following it for a number of years, and I think it's becoming, with stories like this, it's becoming more and more blatant that they do have this capability, and they're willing to weaponize it. In other words, I'm back to square one. I think this is a veiled threat uh, against whoever. I don't know, but you'll notice that all of this is happening on American soil and to average Americans. I wouldn't put it past the global loaning oligarchs to do this sort of thing. That's the nature of the beasts that they are. But anyway, 
We'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Godspeed to all of you down there in Texas. Folks, keep sending up your prayers for those people. It still is going on. And, uh, you know, how many times do you see a hurricane turn around and cycle through for another go? Um, you know, this, this is just bizarre behavior in the extreme. So our hearts, uh, thoughts and prayers and hearts to everybody in Texas down there. Hang in there and God bless. Bye-bye.